This is Ronnie Ann Ryan, intuitive coach, and welcome to the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. In this show, we'll talk about mystical methods, spiritual practices, and magic to grow spiritually, live well, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, connect with spirit, and embrace the magic that is all around you. To learn more about intuitive coaching with me or a past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. If you enjoy the show, please rate it or write a review and subscribe and share it with a friend. May good fortune come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. And now, on with the show! In this episode of the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast, I'm speaking with Colleen Coles. She's a purpose alignment coach and the founder of the spiritual mentorship brand, Authentically On Purpose. She helps spiritual people who don't want to settle build their dream life through sexual energy. Colleen's mission is to help teach and heal more people to be who they really are and do what they love so they can make a difference while feeling lighter, brighter, more fun, and more free. She has helped hundreds of clients since 2015 overcome deep levels of trauma through her energetic healing work that traditional counseling can't seem to reach and teaches tools to trust yourself and live an authentic life on purpose. Welcome, Colleen. Hi, thank you so much, Ronnie. I love what we're going to be talking about today because it's something really different. I have been taking your class, Orgasmic Dream Life, which has been so much fun. What really stands out for me is that I'm learning things that I have never heard of before and some things that are really just wonderful that I know I'm going to use again and again, whether it's, you know, some of the meditations or whatever. So I thought I just have to share this with my listeners so that so that they can understand what's going on and what fun it is and just some things to consider for their own enjoyment. So <laughs> Colleen, how did you get into this? Great question. I'm so excited to share all this. The reason I got into this, it's kind of twofold. So I have been a purpose alignment coach for about seven years now. I started as an elementary teacher, shifted into life coaching and have been focusing on purpose and what it takes to live one's purpose and be who we really are doing what we're here to do. And at the same time of that career change, I got married. I had a baby, especially in the years before and after getting married and not having a child. I got into the sexual piece because it was really hard for me to turn on my sexuality in my marriage. And I had in high school and then college been a devout Catholic and by choice got really into it. And with that, vowed to not have sex before marriage. And so the first time I did have sex was with Michael, who's now my husband, at 23 years old. And I had thought, you know, everything would turn on, I did it all right, etc. But the real truth was it wasn't. And I had a really, really hard time connecting to my goal. I realized after how much it was making me feel kind of lackluster in my entire life. And I just didn't know why, but just feeling like gray or going through the motions and it's really lacking passion. So that's what got me into purpose coaching. Cause I'm like, I want to find my passion. I want to find my purpose. Yeah. And, and I did. And some of it still wasn't feeling like everything was in as bright as it could be. And in 2018, I 
went to see John of God, who ironically and interestingly had some issues later after I went <laughs> with sexual stuff, which I thought- I've heard, was- Yeah, I've heard yeah. about him and yes. so many good things too, but then I was sad to hear that other stuff that caused his demise, so. Totally, yeah. And that year, especially, I, I remember it was like Yogi Bhajan and John of God and all of these male leaders, all that Scorpio energy was coming out and bringing out all of that shadow stuff. So it's an interesting story. I got certified as a coach by Gabby Bernstein initially, and she had always talked about John of God. And so I really wanted to see him. And thank God I followed my gut because by June, I went by October, he was totally kaput. However, I went to Brazil. I had an amazing experience at John of God. And then I went to Rio, essentially just being in Brazil and seeing all the life around me through nature, through all these very attractive human beings, through the ocean waves. And I just really started to feel more alive. So basically, why did I get into this? I started with my coaching purpose, got it. But with my, with my relationship, with my sexuality, I always felt just like in a box or in like a sweater set kind of energetically. <laughs> okay. Uh, in 2018, went to see John of God. I studied Tantra for a little bit too. Okay, here's the bottom line, y'all. I got into this because I needed it. And so I studied Tantra, which is the spiritual, the yoga of sexuality, the almost worshiping God through and within another person and experiencing that energetic, that spiritual connection within sex. And so that part of me started to feel alive, even just by the people I met. Went to Rio, I went surfing and... I was having the best time and starting to really feel alive with all these beautiful people around me. And I just, the end result was realizing I had been living my life in black and white. I needed to see how God and spirit, what I had really always been searching for was in the physical life. It was in the ocean. It was in feeling good in my body. And there was no shame in feeling so good and feeling actually so connected to God through my own sexual life force. To me, those worlds had always been very distinct. And yet when I came back, I realized how much feeling good allowed me to feel so much passion for my life, so much clarity, literally busting open all of the rules I thought I had to follow that were keeping me constrained and literally not living in my purpose. So I came back just ready to clean up and clear out my life and not settle anymore. And it just, it helped everything. It helped everything in my life. My relationship, turning on my own sexual energy helped my spiritual connection, my relationship and my job and my income. So it was phenomenal. And so that's why I still, yeah use that energy to help myself grow and to really remind myself of what's the real point, which is to keep doing what we really feel called to do or want to do, especially if it feels off limits. Well, that's really interesting. When you think about how if you were shut down, we'll say in the root chakra or the sacral, Mm -hmm, which one? Both. You can't be black and white. You really need all the colors. You could see how that would constrict the flow of life force. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You didn't realize that because you were following your religious belief. Yeah. But now, how did you get past, and no offense at all, but didn't that create a conflict? Like, how did you get past that conflict between what you were taught from a religious standpoint and what you then experienced 
as it sounds like a big opening, as you allowed your life force to flow in more freely, which mm-hmm. included your sexuality, which affected your manifesting your money, mm-hmm. your happiness and everything else. How did you yeah. jump that hurdle? How did you deal with that? Love that. I remember the first Gabby Bernstein event I went to, I remember having this meditation experience where coming out of it, I was like, oh my God, this is the point. We are striving to connect to spirit. That's why spirituality is so important. That's why God's so important. Even in the job or the drinking or like the success or the relationship, we're trying to find connection back to God. And with realizing that I was like, that's the, the most important thing to me. How can we get more of that? I had always doing the best we can did that through looking at in Catholicism and the church and following all that to a T, right? But I wasn't feeling fulfilled or I wasn't feeling as much that like my potential was living out in my life. And the way that I bridged that gap, it was like I was doing everything right in my life. I did the whole trajectory right. I got married, et cetera. But I wasn't feeling that connection that even in a brief moment of meditation, I felt and knew that there was a connection there. So cut to talking with my husband even of like, this was just personally for me, but sexuality and my relationship with my husband wasn't working. And I just thought that was normal. And I just thought that's what we have to do. But going to Brazil, just walking down the boardwalk, there was this woman who saw me and a friend and we started talking and just, where are you from? And she just looked at me. She's like, you're cute. And she literally just kissed me and started making out with me right there on the boardwalk. And I was like, wow. So just something as simple as that. But it was like, did I like that? Did I not like that? I'm just feeling different feelings in my body. I've never felt. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like there was so much sexual energy in Brazil that I, I was awakening to. So asking my husband, like, how can we make this a thing. And we just set out guidelines of how can we express our sexuality and yet feel still aligned together. And so we set that goals. And as God would have it, somebody came to me and we fit within those guidelines, but had the most beautiful experience in this lifeguard house at night after surfing in the full moon. And it was an amazing experience. And so after that and looking out at the moon and at the waves and and the glistening reflection on the water, I realized that's spirit, their spirit. It Ah. was just like that meditation time, but there was spirit again. And guess what? I didn't have to go to somebody's event. I could just be in my body and be in nature and connect to that. It was literally all over. It was everywhere. And it was like, God was waiting for me to come back, but I needed to actually not escape my body, but go yes. into my body and into the shameful places I thought were wrong. And so by doing that, good news, it was a win-win. I, I turned on, I had a great experience, but in pleasure, but yet I got back to what I was seeking for in the religion anyway. Yes. So there you go. Wow. Well, that's yeah. a big shift. Yeah, it was. So now I took the class because I remember I heard a presentation you did and it was talking about finding more joy in your life. I am always looking for more fun. You know, mm-hmm. I, and yeah. so I was thinking I could use more joy in my life. I thought I'm going to take this class. So now the things that you teach manifesting with your intuition and sexual energy. Right. Just give me a little bit about what that means. Yeah. As women, there's this thing 
where it's called the sexual psychological feminine split. And it's where we have been conditioned and it it's like it lives in our body that there's this split at our waist where 90% of us is the normal self. And that's the part we go to the grocery store, we meet people with, hi, how are you? And there's that 10% below the belt that is our sexual side. And in our psyches, we, especially as women, kind of fragment those two pieces. And that 10% part comes out only at appropriate times, maybe once a week, right? And then you put it away. Whereas actually, we're all of that together. And in terms of fun, sex can be very fun. And Sexual energy is even in goofy fun with friends too. I mean, sexual energy and pleasure, it is that life force vitality. I have a really kind of innocent, pure essence in my being. And so again, that's why I always thought sex was not for me or it was too big and dense or something. But actually, I just bring my innocence into play with even sex. And so we can be who we are with sex and we can have more fun with that and that energy is literally what fuels and creates worlds. So when we tap into that, Ronnie, that's when we can supercharge our life and feel like we see in technicolor when we didn't before and we can have more clarity on our intuition of what's next because our intuition as especially females lives in our body. Yeah. You know, sixth chakra, however, it's totally linked to our sacral as well. There's that kind of cool uh, mirroring there. What's fascinating is, again, I always was trying to find intuition by like asking and pleading and looking outside of me and just not being in my body at all. Totally ungrounded. I didn't want to really be here. I wanted to be above. Yet I was missing the anchoring and the yeah. fun. That is where intuition lives. So intuition, especially as women, lives in our bodies and so when I allowed myself to do more of what I really wanted and have more fun and feel more pleasure in my body, it's like clarity just started to come and I could hear my own self and my intuition because she was living there all along. Yeah. Well, you know, I just listened to somebody else's podcast about intuition and learned things about it I'd never heard before. And one of them is like you're saying, intuition is in your body and it is our sixth sense and everyone has intuition, which we've heard this many times, but intuition is not outside, it's inside and it's not necessarily from spirit, although we can get messages from spirit, but we have intuition anyway and that we have sensors in our hands, in our soles of our feet and up and down the whole spine. That's why when something happens and the hairs on the back of your neck stand up, mm -hmm. that is your body sensing energy. And I was like, oh, of course it is, but I just never heard it said that way. So what you're saying is completely aligned with what this other woman was talking about. You have yes. to be in your body. You have to be connected with all of you. Yes. I'm thinking of different women I've worked with who are like, yeah, I'll tune into my intuition. And they're, they're still kind of living in the, the box and they want to get out of the box. When we can just tune into our body enough to hear and sense those, those little like, I don't think I should go here. I don't think that's for me. Yes, our body is going to say. So then if you put rocket fuel to that and you put like a fire behind it and this joyful fire, we're just going to turn it up. And it's, we're just going to feel what's natural to us as animals with a more developed consciousness. We're going to feel that, but feel it more clearly, can take more quick action because we're just 
in the light we're having more fun we're and we're in our body too so i think of all of that and i'm like yes because like in the course orgasmic dream life we spend a lot of time talking about the nervous system talking about how we really are you know animal bodied mammals and right. we we want to hide and we want to seek the hair on the back of the neck and the sensing the hands. I mean, that's like a jaguar, right? Like we're really similar to other animals who have that. And when we can then use our consciousness to direct it or choose to create from it, plus getting into our body to have more fun and let that passion flow, it's just like fire. That's what I think of when I think of sexual energy, intuition, and just Allowing ourselves to let it be simple, let it be beyond thought, behind thought. What do we really want? What's true? What's simple? And then have that sexual, but it's just sensual life force energy to, to motivate us to move. Absolutely. What I'm also catching on to is that the sexual energy is a creative force. Duh, Absolutely. right? But yes, that's the whole Huge. point. The sacral chakra is an area for creation, creation of life or creativity for painting for writing for music for you know whatever it's a creative force and so that is where the manifesting also comes from right now I think it also connects with the solar plexus oh yeah you know all three of those chakras those lower chakras sometimes get like a bad rap or we're always yeah. trying to get higher and higher but you know if we get stuck in those that's when we can also feel disoriented or a little lost or disconnected but we do need those three to anchor us down versus trying to escape out of our body to get yeah. somewhere else that's not where it is it's here yes it it rides up and because it's that i am here's the other thing ronnie is that you know how we do one thing is how we do most things some would even say how we do one thing is how we do everything and for me i just kept noticing i wanted to just do it right i wanted somebody to give me the answer. I wanted and thought I need to stay kind of in this definition to be able to feel safe and get my life just peaceful and right. However, I was also very codependent, very people pleasing, and I felt I didn't know what I wanted, even though I did. But what I wanted seemed so off limits. For example, what if I like actually had sex with other people because it's not right here, the best in my relationship, but I love my husband. So what if I could have both? I can't even think that thought, right? There's so much shame. Once I started to allow myself to be more alive in my body, it's like that solar plexus, I am energy and that form started to take place where I allowed myself to honor or even entertain those ideas and think, well, what, what would I do if I could? And what would I love? It just keeps going up the chakras and we can keep creating from that life force that starts at our root once we allow ourselves to feel that pleasure, even feel that shame and bust through it. So all of this to say, how we do one thing is how we do everything. So where we feel stuck in one area, we're going to feel stuck in another. And so when I felt stuck in my sexuality, I thought that was so separate than like my business. But actually, I was really stuck in my business and I was really stuck financially. Once I let myself out of the box sexually, just in my own body first, or however I actually wanted my life and my sexuality to look like, everything started to get better. <laughs> Once I was out of the box over here, I started to get out of the box in my career, in my ideas, so in my finances. What yeah. you're saying is it made you reach for more? 
Yes. It opened up possibilities. Absolutely. Yes. So many of us can feel like we're doing it right. We're doing it normal. We're doing it safe. Yet we don't even know we're kind of in this box or even like the matrix. We can be in a, a little matrix and we're not even realizing it. anywhere I was settling in my life. It was like shattered. Once I started to say, if I can do this here, if I can feel this good, where else can I feel this good in my life? Now, one of my biggest fears was that my turning myself on would like totally destroy my life. You know, that's why I kept it hidden so long. Cause I was like, well, obviously if I, in my head, I was like, if I, you know, if I turn on sexually, then I'm going to be sexy. And then people will want to be with me and that'll totally ruin my marriage and my child's life. And there was good reason in my head for not turning on in my life, period. End of story, whether it was sexuality or just feeling good and feeling healthy, whatever. But I'm here to tell the tale that when I actually listened to my desires or actually turned on and could be the best person, the most beautiful person, the most sexy person, the most powerful person person I could be, everything got better. And even if something crumbled, it was for the better because that was not in alignment anymore with the good. My husband totally got in on his own more into exercise, more into healthy eating. My son had more structure, like everything started to get better. I think that's why a lot of us hold ourselves back from even feeling good in our body, whether it's just with our own selves or, or entertaining what we'd really love to do because the cost seems so unbelievably high and it's just not something you're willing to pay. For me, it was like, I'm not willing to get a divorce. I'm not willing to throw away my family life. Hell no. I wasn't going to allow myself to be that bud that never blooms because it was killing me to not fully express who I was. Right, right. You had to take a chance. Yes. And it paid off. It did. And it continues to. I notice in my life, anytime I feel stagnant or even depressed or not on purpose, I'm like, how's my sexual life? Am I listening to what I really want to do life? And usually if I feel lack in my life, I'm also feeling lack in my sexual life or in what I really want to do life because those same old rules come back down on me. And I think, well, I can't, I can't actually do it. So when I bust through those, yeah, things start to go better and I feel more confident or I feel more like I can do and have clarity on what I want to do. Yeah. When we had our conversation before you joined the course, how you expressed you wanted to have more creativity and fun. It seems like clarity came even and, and without the result necessary, but like, it's just so inspiring to me, Ronnie, how It sounds like you didn't even know what direction you wanted to create something in, but you created your creativity turned on. And then did you find clarity after that point? One of the exercises that helped at the very beginning, there was something about making a list of things you wanted to do that you've been putting off. And I think it was little things. So Mm -hmm. do some of those little things every day, whatever that was. But I remember that helped. One of the things that happened, I have a painting that's been in my kitchen unfinished for mm, probably four years. It's not finished yet, but I actually started working on it. Cool. And that was a huge shift because I never wanted to work on it. Not that it's not nice or that it couldn't be nice, but I just didn't want to do it. I started doing that and a lot of things opened up as a result of just New ways of looking at things or finding joy in the moment. I mean, that's one of the things I've really been working on as a message from the universe. It comes at me from all sides, Mm. really. I mean, I've heard that, you know, from my podcast, I've heard that message from the fairies. I've heard that message from 
talking to the honeysuckle diva. I've heard that message from other people that I've interviewed. Obviously, this is something that I'm working on is connecting with more joy in the little moments, not waiting for those giant things to happen Mm -hmm. to feel happy. Like, oh, I bought a new car. What does that last for three days, a month? You know, like Mm -hmm. that's not it. It's the little places of joy that change your life and make you happier. Some of the things that we've talked about in the program have helped me notice more of those little things, enjoy them and cherish the idea of the smaller things making a bigger difference. Yes. So it's in those micro moments and decisions of finding joy and celebrating how far we've come or celebrating what we've done and how we feel and the wins. That's what creates joy in a sustainable way. Because if we only look for it in those big times, we're going to feel like lack or failure. Yeah. And it's just not sustainable, but sustainable joy comes from celebrating and like really being and honoring ourselves. We're doing pretty good. Yeah. You know, yeah. And all those little moments. That's awesome. In Tantra, there's a great mantra that's just no judgment, no expectation. Some of the women who have joined the program or I've worked with, you know, there's so much expectation on like, I've never had an orgasm and I really want to have an orgasm. Or the point of any type of sexual pleasure is the orgasm. That's so much bigness. It's like the buying the car or it's like pressure. And when we get so attached or so focused on that big experience, because we know the potentials there, we can lose the actual power to connect with it because we poo-poo on the little moments and the little pleasures. On the way there. Totally. Right. We're just too tight. Yeah. In the whole program with the other members too, it's so cool to hear and me too, to experience when we just allow those little moments to just, you know what, what if this didn't even have to mean anything? What if um, this didn't have to be attached to an outcome? Then clearing up what we say we're going to do too, like finishing whatever we start and being worthy for that moment. So how we do one thing is how we do most things. So if we put off the things that we say we'll do, we're kind of putting off the big things too, or we're basically saying, I don't matter enough to finish this or to trust my own voice in finishing that. Why would we trust ourselves enough to do a huge program? So many women have had great results from just allowing the creativity in the little moments to shine. Yeah. The other thing is, if you're waiting for the end result, then you're not present. Totally. Right. And the joy is in the present moment. Right. If you hold off until some big event, you're not being present. And people hold off for years waiting for their big payoff of whatever it is. And it's like graduating from college is an amazing thing, but you still have to go look for a job and figure out your life. And you know what I mean? So it's just a lot of those big events just lead to more stuff you got to do. So if you can find a way to be present in the moment and enjoy the small things, it also helps unbottle your life force energy as well. Yeah. We feel worthy of the goodness because we're there for it. Right. Because your life fills with more goodness. Yeah. As a result, I know something else you did. Was it about attracting goodness and noticing goodness? And so you can end up with more goodness throughout your day. Like, how is that a bad thing? Right. Right. It's knowing that those little moments are worthy of your, they count, they matter. And they are what even lead to our capacity, our capability to hold bigger moments. They're enough and solid in and of themselves. They don't need something else. So 
with Tantra, it's about feeling and experiencing the energy of spirit in those tiny micro moments, you know, everything that matters to us, if we really boil it down, it's actually just task that can take 15 to 20 minutes. Even the biggest speech or the biggest event, like the graduation, it actually just winds down to like, how did we get there? It's just micro decisions and micro moments of kind of seemingly boring stuff. Oh, I got to write the paper. So now I'm going to type on my computer. I have to prepare for the talk. Every single thing comes down to that tiny moment. The other thing that's coming to me about all this is the manifesting, because if you think about the small moments of joy, they light up your energy and they expand your energy. And so you're raising your vibration and your frequency. And that is the key to manifesting right there for of whatever you want. This has been fascinating for me. I've really <laughs> enjoyed it. Do you have anything you want to leave the listeners with? If you feel stuck in your life, in your manifesting ability, there is a way out and it can be simple and it can be light. You deserve to sparkle and to have the life that you really love to have in your deepest of desires. Beautiful. That's really nice. Do you have a gift for our listeners too? Yeah, people can have like a clarity call with me and it's just a conversation to see what areas of their life are being held back. Like a 30 minute consult, you walk away with kind of an action plan on how to get unstuck in your life. <laughs> and they can find that at ColleenColes.com and I'll have it all in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I've loved it. Likewise, Ronnie. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening today. If you're curious about intuitive coaching or a past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate it or write a review and subscribe to never miss an episode and share the magic with a friend. This is Ronnie and Ryan wishing you love and magic. Love and magic.